conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. on phonics worked for me because baby i can read when they go low we go high and drunk oh my god you guys it's andy's girls it's a hot sweaty massive an episode i think it's 67 but as my listeners know i really have no fucking idea what episode we're on it feels like 900,000, but it's actually maybe the number one closest to my heart because oh. i am joined by none other than real housewife super fan colleague almost at this point <laughs> producer writer comedian understudy Sassica. i prefer to think of it as an, a real house under, understudy 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 to the stars ryan Houlihan. ryan Hi. it's such a pleasure to have you on my people's couch it is such a pleasure to be on the people's couch i must say i can't tell you how excited i am i honestly wish i had just started recording the second you knocked on the door and i was like almost naked in my room or whatever too. like <laughs> i just feel like there's a real kinship between us. Yeah, between there's our, a like, bond. There's a bond. We're both gay men. Um, we're both operating on like A vibes. Like if right? everybody's vibes are A to Z, like we're on A. We are on yeah. A. Like I think we're both unicorns. Absolutely. And we, we sparkle. Are like Absolutely. that should be our tagline, our mutual tagline, because we're gonna get married. <laughs> Don't tell your fiance, but like you are my life partner. Mm-hmm. Um Listen, I- in Trump's America, we all need a backup <laughs> plan. I'll say that. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny because it's so true. Um, I can't stop watching The Handmaid's Tale just because I want to know what my life is going to be like in like three to seven days. God, is that not the most depressing? Do you watch I, The Handmaid's Tale? I see, it's people so keep it telling makes me, me so upset when I watch it. I hate it. People I hate keep it. saying don't watch it if you're going to get upset. But to me, I would rather. I used to watch Golden Girls whenever I got upset about anything, and it would okay. be like the news, my personal life. Golden Girls was like nothing could be wrong. Like there's just right. these sports, like Sex in the City, not just because of that like shitty comparison between the women, but. 
it is like there's this bond of sisterhood and no matter what happens to them but now when i watch either of those shows i think like this america doesn't exist anymore and i'd rather watch a show that's being honest about like what we're going through and like when that whole thing with the children in cages ice detention stuff happened and they happened to have an episode about a mother and child being separated on him it was was like therapy but it It was was therapy uh, but i also like don't wanna i don't wanna wear red exclusively no of course (laughs) listen we're all fighting it i I don't know how i feel about hats and they like make them wear that thing that's like it's like with the little like thingies that stick out like a horse so you can't like look to the left or the right right i'm not it's not it's none aesthetic right it's i just don't aesthetic wasn't when you saw coming i just don't think i could really i wouldn't do well is the problem i mean i'd be nailed to the wall within a minute this mouth 100 like they would just be like we're done like off to the Mm -hmm. field and then you get like you don't even get to like pick like pretty flowers and stuff like you're trying to buy chemicals and stuff when you go to the field it's really bad so when i need like a little bit of a breather and to feel terrible um from watching every single bravo show on tv i watch handmaid's tale i watch it like literally first thing in the morning me too wednesday morning me too because i just want to get it over with i, I feel like i'm punishing myself so i'm like okay who's gonna rape it's Elizabeth also Moss like today? a daytime thing like i can like i if it's getting dark it night. no if it's getting night. dark it's getting no, dark that's you when know? like the wolves come out mm-hmm. and then i sometimes think that maybe like What's his name? Joseph Fiennes. Like, maybe he's not that bad, but he is that bad, you guys. That was Serena Joy's trick this whole season was to be like, feel bad for me. Just kidding. I'm Tommy Lauren or whatever. No, it's not. Yeah, she is. She 100% is. And she got like shot in her like lady or whatever in her vag or something. I don't know how. He's hitting her and you're like, nobody should hit a woman. And then later you're like, nobody should hit a woman. But if they were going to hit a woman. This is the (laughs) one. This brings me a little bit of like hashtag Serena Joy. Like she bitch like needs to take it. Okay. Ryan, yes. so all this to say, all so to we say. have like 100,000 people in common. I know, I know. So tell me all about you. Like, let this be your audio LinkedIn. Like, okay. tell me your life story. I am a comedian and homosexual uh, li- oh running God. around New York City. Dead. Um, I... Um, I do like improv and stuff, but mostly what I end up doing is like weird to put in a box. I do, I talk for a living. I have a talk show coming out in a month, um, that's going to stream on Twitch, which is like an <gasps> Amazon brand. So nice. Wait, yeah. what's Twitch? So Make Twitch, me Twitch is like, <laughs> Twitch is like where people stream themselves playing video games, which sounds what it sounds like. Um, okay. I love video games, but watching other people play them is not necessarily my biggest forte but wait say it again you watch people people. for the most part people it's a live streaming platform but it's mostly used for people that are like playing video games so they play against each other or they watch other people play is this like the children that go on youtube and watch people eat because i just heard about that the other day and i'm like it's like that but with like super smash brothers But what they're trying to do is they built this amazing... You guys, amazing, Amazon has so much money. Uh, it's, but I worry because my employers also now know, like, what my prescriptions are and, like, what weird, like, they products do? I order. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, like, all oh in one God. account. Or, but anyway, they're trying to pivot because they have this amazing live streaming platform and tons of people on there. And, like, you can talk to the audience. You can take polls. It's basically, like, what a talk show tools should have into 2018 but nobody's used it for that so i've put together with them um like a talk show like <gasps> sort of like watch what happens live once a week but we're call- i'm calling it the treehouse instead of the clubhouse because it's much smaller <laughs> oh my god i just had like a gay man orgasm at the I, idea I of a treehouse it's very you have to see the set i'm very excited about Wait, it do you have a set yes i have a set 
and it has like I have my name in neon and like all these little like um, psychic flyers for psychics around New York City. I'm very excited about it. Guys, I just died. Okay, it's the series finale of Andy's Girls. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. No, you'll have to come ama- on. It'll be amazing. Obvi- I might yeah. just hide behind a tree or a bush or we something. We might have a correspondent. Oh my god, I will fall in a bush a la Lou. That'll be my entrance. Wait, so how did this happen? So I was doing live shows. Um, I was doing this thing called Queer Horror Stories where I had uh, queer comedians come on and tell like the worst thing that ever happened to them in a okay. comedic way. Love and I was it. doing um, a podcast with my friend Josh called the Tomorrow where we talk about the news. It's a yeah. little, It's gotten a little dark lately, but <laughs> we have fun. And then I was doing these live Housewives shows and those were going so well and Twitch had contacted me just being like, we wanted to see like if you have any ideas, like any pitches. And I brought them a bunch of ideas and they really liked a game show idea. So I was going to do a game show. But the more I like talked with them, the more I was like, I don't want to host a game show. <laughs> I want to host a talk show because all I'm going to do is talk to the contestants about right. their life. Like, I'm not someone who's going to know the I rules to a game. I don't die for a game. No. I don't die for Plus, it. Plus, Guy Branham has talked for the game show, and that's the perfect game show, and nobody oh, needs it. seen it. It's really good. Okay, amazing. Um, Heather Dubrow was on it, <gasps> and it was unreal. It was... Oh, God. Did she bring her ice? Was <laughs> she, it just like Heather she Dubrow? Brought she brought her own champagne because she like wouldn't drink. But nobody... Wait, did she bring Colette? Because yes. I tried to buy Colette, and Colette is like beyond well, sold out. Listen, I'll say that. Ramona Singer also is, is of the type where the, I don't know if they're selling it anymore, but they certainly have it on tap. Like she's right, got a she room just, in her house filled with Ramona Pino. She has a little doorbell to like ring her when she gets champagne. I just wonder yeah. who answers. I mean, my thing with Heather Dubrow is like I think they came out with however hundreds of cases or thousands of cases, and then Terry Dubrow just bought every All of them. single yeah, case. Absolutely, nobody is, was buying Colette. Come on. I 100%. I mean, I would have, but, like, I, the general public. I mean, I suffered through LVP um, sangria, so, oh, like, yeah. anything the is rose possible. The rosé was okay. Yeah, I thought I had the rosé and hated it, and then I realized, because a friend of mine tried the sangria and was like, it's terrific. And I said, no, it's the worst. I choked through it. <laughs> it was, it was the, the Villa Blanca of wines. It was 100% <laughs> the Villa Blanca of seasonal sparkling, whatever the fuck. Okay, continue. So you have, so you don't want a, um, a game show, because fuck it. And I was like, fuck that. And so I sat down and I was like, if I could host anything, like my dream, it would be the Rosie O'Donnell show from the 90s. (gasps) If it just was like a podcast and could end whenever I wanted. Like I could just talk and talk and talk until I was done. So I basically took that as a blueprint and I was like, what was great about Rosie? Like she talked about her personal life. Oh, gee. Yeah. She did whatever she she wanted. You know how Broadway stars she had on? And she almost died and she couldn't remove her thumb. That was like one of the biggest moments of my life. And it like technically wasn't. Remember Columbine? I oh was shattered. My God. Not by the shooting, Tom but by Selleck. Rosie oh, O'Donnell's yeah. response to it. When Rosie O'Donnell came at fucking Tom Selleck and he thought well, he was on for like a talk show and she's like, no, I'm going to fucking destroy you. It was remarkable American I, history. I tried to do a live show of Rosie's 500th episode with Bette Midler. Um, uh, uh, Carney Wilson and Ronald McDonald himself uh, came on the show. Which, like the clown? The clown. And he brought a hundred cheeseburgers in a like pyramid. Just for Rosie? As like a symbol of what they were giving away to homeless children or something. It was wild. And Rosie O'Donnell clearly had no idea what was going on. Bette Midler took over the show. She basically yes. like sat in her lap for all the interviews. She's such a bitch. I love it her. It was wild. And um, I wanted to do that as a live show. And the New York Times 
wrote up an article of it the day that we canceled it because we couldn't get like enough tickets sold and it was the first event i ever did that like didn't go off and wait I was, the like, new york times covered it covered not selling? it no covered it as like go see this but it was the <gasps> day that i was like we're well, not selling enough tickets we didn't get any press coverage so it's my dream to remount that rosie o'donnell episode because i'm oh my obsessed. god can i be a burger oh, of course oh Please my god i come in a little hamburger album. okay wait so so, but so i was talking something? with twitch and i was like i want to do this talk show and they were like sure and so i really got to design it myself i got to like build the set myself and like do like hammering just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was a lot of who ikea got con- nailed ryan <laughs> who got nailed in the making of that set it was a lot of like sassy I'm ikea a, well i'm a delegator um <laughs> but i really like and so i'm really excited about it and um so that comes out on the 5th but it will also be on YouTube and like various other places. Is it going to come out literally weekly or can mm-hmm. you binge everything at once? You can binge it whenever you want, but who's, it will be live on Sunday. Who's the first guest? Uh, we have Ziwe Fumida, who is an amazing comedian. Wait, I just realized I'm not going to know a single person if they're not at Real Housewives. Uh, well, I want to have... Fumida. I really want to have Real Housewives on, but I feel like I want to get my game real tight before yeah, I throw like tight. crazy into the mix. You don't want to like fuck with Ramona. You need some ringers to start. Yeah, 100%. You need like the president of that remember when ramona had like that hair care extension company oh yeah and there was that guy like brian or whatever but he was like a lot with the curly blonde hair yeah. you need to have him on and that like have be... him like do your hair so we once did a vanderpump rules event like live show where we uh what we screened the stassi's birthday episode the first one and we had like a panel of comedians talk about it not only did stassi facetime in <gasps> someone who did her hair once for watch what happens live mailed me in the mail a single extension from that day and that was when i was like i have it at my home and that's when i was like this has gone a bit far (laughs) wait so we need to talk about your live shows so tell me all about them because you have done you've like you've i've changed the game i'll say (laughs) you have changed the game you sort of not i was gonna say reinterpret but that's incorrect you re do guys i'm so good at words today you um we basically restage yeah you restage these amazing moments in real housewives in american history in american history in great american history maybe the greatest moments in america that's why july 4th happened it was just celebrating your that was like this is all we have left (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about what shows you've done like what what so I work with this group moments. called Here for Drama, which is my friend Alex Better and my other friend Jordan Falou, who are also working on my new show. And um, they, we basically take an episode, one of some of the best episodes from different franchises. We transcribe them like a movie script. We add in new jokes and gags. Which, by the way, and visual that must take stuff. like fucking forever. You, I thought that would be real easy. It it's is not. a fucking nightmare. I've done that on Andy Scrolls like twice, and I swear to God, it took forty-five minutes. Because I was not only, for like a forty-second monologue. Not I was only dying. is it like you know an hour for every ten minutes or whatever, like it, it, to actually transcribe anyone talking. They talk over each other, and it's right. recut, and then you have confessionals, which have to make sense, even though you're not actually cutting. Oh my it's god, it's very so hard much, work. It's so much work. So we redo those scripts so that they make sense as like a live reading. And then we get celebrities and comedians to read it for charities for women um, specific to the city or the issue that's going on in the episode. Oh, my God. You're amazing. So tell me who's been on. And uh, so who are some of the celebs? So we've had um, like comedians. So we've had like Julie Klausner came on. That was really Uh, exciting. My friend Phil Henry was on, who's a great gay comedian in New York. We've had. um, Oh, God, I'm going to be Greg Bennett. Greg Bennett from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Ben Rimmelauer, who's ben Rimmelauer, now essentially Brian a permanent Moylan. guest star in New York. Brian Moylan. Brian Moylan, Dame Brian who Moylan. basically used to just be our narrator. Like, we would have him just read the jokes oh, and, like, yes. be the voice of God. It was really great. But he moved to London, I so. know. 
we got one of his last he was on Andy's World right before he flew out. I saw him like, like the week he was leaving and I was like, what is New York without <laughs> you? Like, I don't. Uh, he was like, he's like, you're graduating. I was like, I don't want to be a senior. <laughs> You're a rising he was, senior. He was You're a, a real senior. He's he's a real power player. Um, but yeah, we've got on tons of people from the housewives world. It changes all the time. Um, and like we'll just take our, our my favorite episodes that we do are both December Berkshire's County um, <laughs> because that shit is crazy. We do it in real time with real time timestamps so that the <gasps> audience is clear that like this really happened and it really took this long. It was like the first off, you starting with like the name of the episode. Like fucking Tracy Letts wishes <laughs> that he could redo fucking August with the shit that happened. It was so insane and so good. And I also have to say, like, I've had several people on in the last several weeks, you know, T. Kyle. Um, a oh, bunch he's of on our pe- show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so good. A bunch of people. And I say to them, who's your favorite housewife? And it's usually someone from New York because got to tell you, best franchise on earth. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal period, period. just the best That's it. simply the best but i ask him who's your favorite like new york housewife or housewife of all time and i'm getting a lot of luann mm-hmm. and you look at luann's behavior and her reactions to bethany and bethany was a wild animal bethany was like i'm gonna slut shame you from here to eternity and lou fucking took it like a like boss a she didn't let it and then the moments when she did i was actually watching a little bit of it recently for the 900th time wasn't it when was that when Jules was still there and Jules's dad, dad was, was dying, dying and was in the hospital in the ICU with pneumonia and Lou goes out and sits out back and Jules is like trying to keep it together. Her dad is dying. She doesn't know why the fuck she's on this show. She's like vomiting like a mofo. She has serious eating disorder issues. Her husband is stripping her, uh, strip, not stripping her, stripping everybody else and she doesn't know, but she knows. Jules mm-hmm. knows. And she sits down and, be, and it's like, you know what? None of this matters to Lou. She's like, my dad is dying. And Lou's like, yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't believe what Bethany just said to me. It is one of the most wonderfully self, and I'm super self-absorbed. So like as someone who can only wish and yearn to be as self-absorbed as Luann is, it was like a champion boss shooting star moment to see someone whose friend, cast member, acquaintance, stranger, just fellow human being, fellow human person in this universe say to her, my dad is dying. None of this matters. Listen, if I had been oh on that trip God. with like Ivanka Trump and she said to me, my dad is dying, oh none of this God. matters. I'm not saying I would be kind to her. I'm saying I would give it a minute before I, I talked about myself again. And that's the worst man in the world. Yeah, and like, you know what I mean? Like the worst dad to be. Just give it a second. You'd give it a minute because give like that's a, a human brain trying to process a, like a natural life cycle thing. And that's not for TV. No. That's just the count as being real. And God bless. Incredible. You know what I'm saying? And like, I will say Greg, the only person in the world who does Luann justice is Greg Bennett. Like he does a Luann. If you are ever in New York, I, I'm usually very humble about the things I do. I am not humble about that casting. He's so good playing Luann. It's like... Greg Bennett needs to be a housewife on Real Housewives. And the only way it can happen is if the garbage fire that is New Jersey decides to get fucking Lauren Manzo as a housewife and Greg Bennett can be her plus one. That would be. Or if Kelly Ripa had had a mind on her and when she made that Fire Island gay knockoff real world thing did you ever see that 
Oh, I didn't. It was like a Real Housewives style, real world style show about gay guys living in Fire Island. And for they, what? For Logo? For Logo. And it was really a mess. There was a few stars, but it was a mess. And it was like, if <laughs> you had gotten Greg stars. or like some professionals on there, right. you'd have had a show. But I don't know that, because Greg has like a real job. He works at like Facebook know, or Instagram or something. Person. What is Which that? is like so weird to me because he's so destined to like be, be a star full-time like i need him to leave his job so that he can full full time just like fulfill my dvr i know it's so why doesn't he just tweet for a living and do like diff eyewear ads that's what i would do how much do they make for those diff eyewear ads i'm gonna tell you they 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 make good money no they don't they make pretty good how does diff have that much money compared to what compared to like a club appearance so if you're kristen doty who's a star and like the fact that she might not be on this next season of vanderpump rolls is Is she maybe not gonna be on they're saying she's maybe like a friend of the group but not a featured cast member. Like the same level as like Billy Lee, who yeah. God bless. But Kristen has never not brought it. Like Kristen might be the most watchable person that's ever been in LA. Like she, I could watch Kristen smoke a cigarette behind Sir and like talk frantically about nothing. <gasps> Remember when she told the manager to like go fuck herself like right when they were like about to fire her? That it was, was and called her like a fucking bitch. Remember when she just flew in Miami girl and then flew in Britney's mom? Like who has the frequent flyer miles oh my God. on that cast? They when need Dodie. she flew in... Britney's fucking mom just to fuck with Jax. It was like one of the best moments of all time. And she's she's just got those frantic, like like coke adjacent eyes that you're just 100%. like you're just like she flew someone in on a whim and then just stayed awake until they got there. Did she fuck James Kennedy on those pool pillows? Yes, she fucked James Kennedy on those pool pillows. Who have sex with James Kennedy. He's so tiny. I met him in LA and I was like, I I was afraid I was gonna break Here's him. Here's the thing. If I was trapped with him, like 24 hours a day on a ton of cocaine and like my only validation was coming from interacting with these people i could see being really wasted and like making out or hooking up with him but the idea that like what's her face the beard dates him like regularly like what's oh her yeah name? no porcelain the most doll. boring person i know in the world. i met her and i forget her name raquel yes, raquel, raquel, like, raquel like wakes up she's in the an morning. american girl doll that's <laughs> like, like slowly slowly James. melting see what he's doing today it's so sad and she was there she was actually the nicest of all of them I know. it I was know. there was a lot they, the nice ones always get eaten alive on that cast right though. so but what was i saying i don't know but i died for Kristen's it Kristen's a star they need to keep her around forever <laughs> I don't Bravo know. Bravo shows. Bravo shows. Greg's a star. Um, but yeah, Greg does our Luann and he's amazing. Um, but when I do like, uh, so we do December, we do um, Scary Island. I yes. always play Bethany. And I thought at first, like, that's a fun choice. I have a Long Island-y like vibe. I talk loud and fast. But if we do two shows in a row, like my voice is gone. Like Bethany is so loud and at a 10, it's such a struggle to like get her lines out. Wait, so several questions. What's your favorite um, Real Housewives franchise? New York. Obviously, because that's Atlanta's the a only close answer. second because Atlanta is by far the funniest one, but New York is the best one just from every perspective. Like there's never been an off. Like, there's never an episode of New York where I'm like, this was boring. Like, we have to go to next week. Even if there's a sleeper episode, it honestly fills me with so many, like, philosophical life questions that I'm into it. Also, I watched this week, and by this week, I mean last week, for some reason, because of fucking America and its birthday or whatever the fuck, we didn't have a new episode this week. So I rewatched last week, like, six more times. And just watching, like, the friendships this week, like, Luann's chilling with Carol, Ramona and Sonia are no more. Sonia and Bethany are doing their weird thing. I think they actually, I did not see this coming. I think they kind of balance each other out. 
Like, Sonia needs a backbone. Bethany needs, like, to cool the fuck down sometimes and, like, talk to someone who isn't going to amp her up. I'm kind of, like, digging their pair bond. Yes. I, like, feel it. I agree with you. It's not real. You. It's not going to last. It's not real. But and it, it's annoying me. It. It's annoying me that it's not real. And I think the only person more annoyed than me is Dorinda. Because oh, Dorinda's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking murder. None of this. Like, I read all of their blogs. I read yeah. everything that anyone has ever written about anything relating to something adjacent to Real Housewives. And Dorinda's, like, losing her shit. Like, you can see, like, the smoke coming out of her ears. And I can mm-hmm. only imagine the reunion is Dorinda just being, like fuck you and fuck this because it doesn't make any sense but just watching the way that the friendships have like changed and evolved and obviously like carol and bethany like who and it's gonna get even more and more like low down and dirty because we saw the um columbia trailer which looks fucking epic we already have a show planned and booked and we haven't seen those episodes that we're just gonna transcribe whatever that is and make that a show because it's so good oh my god you obviously you need to throw water on the audience (laughs) like people need to come in with like conscious 100% that like these needs to be interactive it'll be like blackfish (laughs) (laughs) but everyone wants us to free greg bennett (laughs) oh my god that's so good but just watch it like new york can change on a dime and all of these dynamics are so incendiary and it's it just feels like like even fucking tinsley who i could give a shit about and i watched every episode of high society she's getting good on this show though she's getting good like i honestly i was texting with um damien bellino who's og of the ag uh, co-creator of andy's girls and i was texting with him earlier i was like you know what i was thinking i was probably gonna make fun of tinsley going dress shopping dress shopping then i realized i went to a sample sale last year i have two white dresses that might consider themselves by Morgan Le Fay in Soho to be of the wedding dress variety. variety. And I couldn't be more single than fucking Coupon Cabin himself. Here's what it is. It's that she lacks the awareness to know that, like, filming that is going to come off how it's going to come off. Do you know what I mean? Like, she lacks the ability. And I will say this. The problem with Beverly Hills, I truly believe this, is that Lisa Rinna and all of those women, even if they're fascinating and good to watch and good in a fight... They know how to be on camera. Right. Kim Richards and Brandy at first did not know how to present themselves on camera, which was what made them compelling and likable. Right. The New York women. Well, likable. Well, likable to the extent that like, like Brandy used to get like a good joke in. Like Brandy would do stuff where you'd be like. Brandy was much more likable at the beginning than at the end. And definitely Kim has that broken baby bird thing going for her where you're always like, oh, yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> they know how to be on camera, so it's a little bo- like Erica Jean's. I like her, but it's a little polished. It's a little too. I know what I'm doing. New York, they just can't learn. They'll never learn. Ramona will never learn how she looks on camera because ever. she doesn't. Because I almost feel like she doesn't need to because she's a no, real person. She never should. Jill Zarin is a real person. person. She know. was as. She better come back. Crazy as she, like, season one. You know Jill Zarin in that group of women who, like, mm-hmm. ladies who lunch. She has always been like this her entire life. And she, like, has those moments where she goes on Lisa Wexler's online reality radio show. She's talking about her, like, broken childhood or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. And, like, how she became the person that she is now. She has always been like that. Yeah. And she has to come Back. She has to. I come need back. to see Jill maybe aligned with Bethany versus Ramona. Oh yeah. Versus Carol. Versus Ramona, Carol, Tinsley, like in a little triangle, like the little triangle of like because I do think they all share quality, which is surprising to me because Carol and Ramona could not be more different, but they share a quality, which is like I want to be. Um, I 
I want to be able to comment on everybody else, but like my shit is not for being commented on. Yeah. Carol very much intensely give off this vibe of like, I'm going to crack jokes. I'm going to put in my opinion. I'm going to talk behind people's backs. But the minute that you're like, Tinsley, why were you in a wedding dress? She's like, why would you talk about what I do with my mama? You're like, 100%. why can't you? Because the thing is with Sonia, like she'll laugh at what the fuck she did. Luann's been like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have like gotten wasted in my right. And even Bethany, like she and takes Dorinda. it on the nose. Dorinda takes on those. Those three can't you can't talk about them you talk about mario and ramona loses her mind but she'll talk all day about so and so like you know ex-husband are you Jason sleeping with andy yeah. i mean she'll try to you know throw yeah. it back it never works Mm-mm. but it would be i don't know if it's gonna happen though because bethany did this whole thing of saying you know uh i'm coming i'm you know coming off camera to to go to the shiv or whatever the fuck and then saying i want to leave the relationship where it is now i mean that's not exactly opening up the door but also she wasn't as estranged with carol I also as she think is now once she gets told jill's coming back whatever you say like she has to she's gonna at least be a friend bethany this is not a, a non-negotiable this year bethany will snap to like i'll make this work like i will talk to her or i'm not gonna be warm to her but like and then it'll just come together Okay, so question for you. I've gotten a little bit of pushback um, from some critiques that I've made about Bethany Frankel. Now, I am a Bethany Frankel OG stan. Me like, too. I had to go on this medical diet, and I can't like eat things others call food. So, And the hardest... Lucky. Oh, my God. No, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> the hardest, hardest thing that I had to like remove from my diet was Skinny Girl Popcorn, because I ate it... My fiance has Three like a cabinet 16 of times. It. The it lime was, one. Ugh. I never died for the lime because I'm not fancy. Mm-hmm. I like the butter and salt. And I would like every every moment of the day, I was like, oh, minute 44 seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I loved, loved, loved it. And I loved her. Like I obviously Bethany ever after, Bethany getting married, mm-hmm. you know, was had some questions about the Jason Hoppy situation, but you know, died for her. And it's just been hard because since she came back a couple seasons ago, she has become really harsh. And I think that the humility that I loved about her, I didn't love her because she didn't have any money. I loved her because she was the Greek chorus. She was the audience talking back. She could make fun of herself. And I feel like now she's gaslighting she's harsh she's mean she expects that we'll love her and always be on her side and it's been really kind of complicated you've been tested i feel like i've really been tested and i want to there are moments where i like even now it's hard for me because even now it's like i i'm so angry at her like Mm -hmm. because i wish that she could find herself again or the self that I remember. I got into this with Kristen Takeman when she was here la- week before last. Who I, was, I love. I also, I love Kristen. Uh, Kristen is like, that. she's so great. So, so, and is so good and said some shit about Aviva that I was like, a hundred percent. She said, she said Aviva did. was full of shit. And I was like, star, star. <laughs> but Aviva's like, but Aviva, no, not Aviva, not Aviva's like, um, but Kristen was like, but don't you change like over life? Like, don't you? And I was like, yeah, true. Kristen Takeman, like, True, that is a pop of collar chicken soup for this whole moment. Yeah. But also, this isn't really life's experiences changing you. This is you deciding that you are too good for everyone else, but also need this show. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me sometimes because I watch her in these fights, like when she goes up against Dorinda, and there's sometimes like a grain or element of truth, but then she's just so 
vicious or i don't know how to describe it i mean what are your thoughts here's two there's two things with bethany and having dramaturged her i really have like gotten into her psychology because like reading the line like you have to like when you're doing the kelly benson stuff you really i really had to solve the puzzle of like what was she responding to because a lot of stuff definitely happened off camera that we didn't say but so what i think my theory of bethany is is two parts one bethany needs an equal rival and now that Bethany is so powerful and famous, she had her own talk show from Ellen. She's like a multimillionaire. Oh, how pissed is Ellen? All of this shit. Bethany, who can go up against her? Bethany needs an equal. And so with all the women against her, against her this season, I actually think it's helped her. Because Bethany was already in her estimation had fallen off. We were all like, she's too much. She's too loud. She's too mean. She goes too far. But now this season with everyone against her, even if she's wrong, to watch Carol and Tinsley have such like d- contempt for her and... No matter, even if she's completely wrong, she's obviously emotional, grasping at straws, trying to, like, find common ground or something. And, like, obviously alone. She's turned to Sonia, which means, like, there's really not a lot going for her. She's She's desperate. desperate. And that they have contempt for her in, like, when Carol acted like the Tinsley wedding dress thing was not a weird position to have, but then had contempt for what Bethany or Sonia did. I was like, Carol, you just lost all credibility to be a Greek chorus yourself. So Bethany, now that she has an equal rival, and if Jill ever came back, that's a totally equal rival, especially, and I hate using this, but that Bobby's dead, no matter anyone who goes against her is going to be wrong. She'll use it. it. So it's like... Bobby gives you permission. Permission. It was like when Camille Grammer broke up with, with, with Frasier, it was like, oh my God, now you know we see what you went through you can be saint yes. camille you've been we've gone through the she's, fire she's donatachi again yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Donata- queen donatachi but so bethany needs an equal force to go up against so this has actually i think been a good rebuilding season for her because at least we're seeing her fight a fight that that is actually a fight it's not like her knocking luann around like the berkshire's mansion it's someone actually calling her out on bullshit which she needs also the thing with bethany is she used to have hope. She used to think, like, when I'm rich, when I'm more famous, everything will be great. So there was this, like, core goodness in her of being, like, I have to be forgiving. I'm on a journey. Like, I've got all of this stuff. And now that she has everything in the whole world and she still isn't happy, I think she's more depressed than ever. I think she's probably going through some real darkness where she's, like, my parents' stuff never resolved. My marriage was a disaster. Like, these women aren't nice to me. I can't just own my kid full time. And she's not even really totally in charge of her business. Like, she has this branding deal where, like, she's basically, like, a spoke woman and a whole another company owns the majority stake and like she's the creative director or something but she's not like a badass she's not the badass business bitch she was so she's in a weird position and nobody's called her out on this stuff because they're scared of her but that means she's never confronted any of it so it's just this vortex of darkness and i think like i have empathy for her not sympathy do you know what i mean like i get what she's probably going through but she could also just be like a nice person like there's no reason to go after carol because like adam wouldn't do photography for free like bitch i don't ask people to appear on shows for free unless it's for charity like i would never ask someone to work for free so that kind of stuff she's wrong about but the way she's doing it i just think it's from a wounded desperate person like she thought that carol was her one person that would always be nice to her on the show and like that's not true that's got to be tough for someone that's so obsessed with being seen and heard like that's a hard position to be on and to know that like your only window to this to stay at this level of fame is to look like an asshole every week like that's tough you guys it's like can we spoon for the rest of this (laughs) i'm so into you (laughs) because i fell through the rabbit hole on bethany psychology for the last seven years ten years that was so good wait so there's one element of that aside Mm -hmm. from every element of it that i want to um 
take a deeper dive in. What do you think happened on Scary Island? You, do you think that Kelly, Kaloran, Ben Simone was in some ways right? Because I've been thinking about that a lot. And I feel like maybe... I think emotionally she might have been right. That, that, that they were after her. That that she that that though not in the way of like they were going to hurt her or that anything. I think that that's a psychosis thing that she definitely had some kind of mental break. But I do think that you get the vibe when you're in with a group of people like in its high school style and someone doesn't like you. You get the vibe if the whole group is like, yeah, we're like going to make fun of you when you walk away. And I think Kelly being a supermodel who's like a little spectrumy never really <laughs> figured out how to deal with that she's never you know she probably thinks she's friends she's with Gwyneth nice. Paltrow because she she's met her nice. a few times she's, she's nice she's nice hi. and like yeah hi. hi I love gummy bears yeah and when you're with a group of people who's like this bitch is crazy and like she's got that weird thing she keeps talking about and like god she doesn't have she won't have a drink now she's talking about how she won't have sex like that feels like a personal attack I'm not saying like she looked like a crazy person and she was mean too but i think emotionally she wasn't doing something that was that crazy but i think her behavior or like she had some kind of mental break like she definitely had she was saying nonsense words fragments of things she was walking around of gold listen i don't want to say meth i'm not i didn't i don't i would never accuse someone of doing math but i would accuse someone of like adderall or something that there was a lot of walking around. A lot of like, now I got to call my daughter. It's 10 at night. Now I got to call my daughter. Now I'm on the phone with my ex. Uh, this isn't you for you to talk about. Where, when are we having dinner? I had two drinks. Now I'm going to talk to this Hooters guy. Like, there was a lot of activity. She was manic. She was very manic. And you only get like that psychotic break, drug induced psychotic break, or just drugs. And none of that is stuff that I would judge her for. I, none of it do I think makes her a bad person or that I would laugh at her. But. It is wacky. And to have never explained it or, like, gotten vulnerable about it is a bad choice. Remember when she um, melted down when Bethany had, like, gift bags? Like, I think about that moment because there's a she picks up that bag and she's there where she she's says, like, why are you is this girl? This? Right. She says several times, like, who is this girl? I don't understand this girl. She puts it down on the bed. I fucking transcribed this. She puts it down on the bed. She stares at it for a full minute and she goes, I don't understand her. And then she calls Luana or she calls Jill on speakerphone <laughs> and she's like, Jill, explain Bethany. And Jill's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Explain a per What are you like? She's no context. Right. It's very weird. She shouldn't have gone on that trip. She should not but have like, gone on that trip. thank God she did. But thank, like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I mean, there's so much there. There's Sonia being upset because her, her Manny Petty was ruined. There was a lot. There was the Jill saying, like, you didn't come in and, you know, you didn't even offer us a glass of water or whatever. I mean, there was the Hooters guy, which I've also heard recently that, like, th- some of them hooked up with later that night. Wait, Turtle Time? Turtle Time. The guy that owned... So on an the episode boat? on an episode of Bitch Sash, and I had heard this rumor before, but it was recently repeated and brought back up that that a few of them hooked up with him at once, like Sonia and Ramona all making out with that guy, and that just they like were like, "You can't put that on the drunkenly air. slobbering." And they all kind of got one mulligan, which was like that night Kelly probably got naked or screamed, and they cut some of that footage. Like they all got some stuff removed from that trip, and I would give. I would give a limb. Where's that guy? That Why isn't that guy more like Tom and just like right? scampers Come by? Back. Oh my or, god! Or like Ray. Ray, I'm charity for more people. It's like so good. Like the fact that Ray had sex with a woman, I find fascinating. He must really have wanted to be on camera. But like, he seemed like he Do loved you think her. He was a coke dealer. I mean, at a certain point, why not go into the business if you're right? that much of a customer? 
And like, why would Luann have taken him on vacation? And why did he keep he showing up? He took Lou. I think he had money. It seems like he had something over her that he she wouldn't say. So I was like, is this? And there's a lot I of stuff with party. drugs on the show that like I know. I we all know like cocaine is seriously happening on the show. But there's a lot of stuff like like Dorinda was like, I dropped a salt shaker and broke my foot. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. A salt shaker. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I've dropped a lot of salt in my life. <laughs> Still oh my walking God. around. Her sodium levels must be insane. Yeah. But I mean, but it, it, it's a perfect example. It's like, so on Southern Charm, you've got Catherine who is talks about having a drug recovery, but to won't marijuana. say anything but marijuana. She said she went to rehab for marijuana. And it's like, if you don't think Thomas, first off, has a Coke conviction. And if you don't think he like, he's, he was saying the other, on the most recent episode that him and Ashley used to stay up all night talking. And I'm like, the only people who stay up all night talking are people on up. Um, wait, can I ask you a question? Because I die for Southern Charm. Southern Charm this Love. season is one of the best. Southern Charm and Vanderpump Rules had the best seasons. I can't of believe the entire- it. It was like so. Like the first episode when they had that like crazy music and the women were like were like preparing to go off into battle. I genuinely watched that episode seventeen thousand times because I I was actually I felt high. I felt as high as T Rap does on a Tuesday. <laughs> I was like hundred percent into it. Do you think he's gonna get fired? Yes. I think that we're all very sensitive to the kind of allegations that recently came out. I also think like having like someone that like that on your cast is a wild card and you're asking for trouble and you want a certain amount of it, but I think you want like you don't want an Ashley amount of it. I think like Ashley's a step too far for the show cuz you really she could do anything. Like I don't think they knew what they were getting. They knew they were getting TV gold, but Ashley is like because she's so desperate and also truly evil and she's lost so much weight. So much weight. And like she was she already a, so small. But like a stiff wind her Instagram, could take her out. I know, 100%. Her Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, she's about to blow away. Like, it's so scary. And Catherine was really thinny, skinny at one point, And I don't know if that was drug related, but she was really skinny. But like, this is another level. And like, Ashley's an older woman who just like, who just like, any time. Was anyone, a nurse. She keeps talking about yeah. how she was a nurse. I was like, sweetie, like, when's the last time you picked up a stethoscope? Yeah, like, because... Lillian was a nurse once too. But like, <laughs> nobody thinks she's got a go bag with her. No, she's not. I'm not going to her for my uh, hep C. Uh, when Kristen got Facts. smashed in the face by Ramona's plastic slash glass cup, and like, wasn't it Lou that was like telling her whether or not it was like fucking broken or whatever? And Luan was, like, was like, "Let me get my medical glue." <laughs> <laughs> Taped her back together. Um. So do you? So you think he's? So you think Tom? I think he's got to go. I, I do think he's got to go. And maybe it might just be a season. They might slap him on the wrist. But and if nothing comes of the allegations, they'll say like, "Well, we 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 don't know that this happened," and blah blah blah. But. Tom has also been that guy there were moments during reunions where he's like i'm gonna come for you and he would say if you watch some of those old reunions when he says horrible things to Catherine, he is a truly awful he's a scary man he's like a genuinely scary guy i can only imagine the fact that one of his accusers is don the nanny isn't doesn't bode well nope it's not it's not and that terrific. whole thing where like Catherine's friend fell down the stairs and like yeah let's go back to that sorry wait what your friend fell down the stairs while you were all arguing about him and her and like something's not right and, and then we never heard or saw her or that footage and Catherine was blamed for it and it was like her hair person something is rotten there, there I don't, some- it's it's not great that he wasn't asked or refused to go to the reunion that doesn't bode well nope. it's upsetting it's upsetting to me that we therefore won't see ashley next season yes. but maybe she'll lurk much i think like ashley toxic is, mold. is gonna be on social media performing for us for a very long time yay <laughs> meanwhile the renaissance of Catherine. Catherine, here's my thing with Catherine. i think Catherine is the only person who's ever gone on reality tv and become a better person 100 percent. so weird right so weird but she is 
so much better. She's like a great mom and human being. Yeah, like, with those I'm like weird, shocked. like little people kids, <laughs> much like Portia Umansky, who I don't think will ever grow up. They're just going to remain tiny for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I was looking at Kyle Richards' photos of Portia the other day, and I was shaken. <laughs> She's keeping her like this. She is 100%. It's big Kathy's hex because she doesn't want her grandchild to grow out of being a child performer. Um, Okay, sorry. We had to sidebar about that. They Um, give all her age to Kim. Southern charm is my everything. Okay, so back to New York. So, so back to New York. Jill versus Bethany season three. Whose side were you on? Jill or, Jill or Bethany? I was on team Bethany because... Uh, I think it was if it had been less obvious that Jill had chosen to do that as a storyline, I think it would have been a different discussion. But the, the it it was like with Vanderpump, where it was like you're producing the show became a little too obvious, right. and I'm never here for that. I'm never here to see you pull strings. Same thing with Kenya for a little bit on Atlanta, where it was like I know you're performing. And that's a li- when it's a little performative. Like, I most of the time buy what Lisa Rinna does. And I know it's a little, like, she turns it on. But, like, if, for me, it was, like, I knew that Jill was, was concocting this. And if Jill had just stayed natural, she would have been on that show forever. Right. Jill thought she was smart. Jill's like, look how smart I am. Look how smart I can be. Because Jill wants Jill was like, the audience to- wants Jill- to see this fight. Right. Jill is so desperate to be the champion of this that she made the absolute worst possible move which was picking a fight for absolutely no reason her reason was what the best friend right that her husband had cancer and she didn't tell her about her and that uh, tell her friend that her husband had cancer and then the friend sends her flowers and tries to get in touch and they get upset off camera because jill decides that bethany has too many opportunities and where is jill's take where's her cut well i'll say two things one which is that bethany Bethany was right for that season, but her inability to forgive her makes her wrong forever. So in hindsight, it's like Bethany could have just accepted that Jill was like, I made a mistake with this, whatever. Also, isn't it a little weird that Bethany is now Jill in the Jill and the Bethany Carroll fight? This is what I keep saying. Like, it's so weird to see suddenly the shoes on the other foot. It's it couldn't be more full circle. And it's it's like it's like Jack's on Vanderpump Rules. It's like you've been doing the same thing every year. You say the same quotes. You repeat yourself. You're like in the same pattern. It's like you would think Bethany would be smarter than a Jack's type, but no, she's still in this pattern of like I have one best friend, and then but to see her like. To see her full on like pick a fight with Carol because she like didn't feel that Carol had been respectful enough of her. It's like what are we talking about? You know, it was like it was like it was like when 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 Bethany sent Jill flowers, it was like, okay, Jill, like Bethany was there for you for this cancer thing. Obviously she sent you flowers. What more are you supposed to do? Right. She knew he had surgery, she didn't know what it was. Was she supposed to come shrink the tumors herself psychically? It's the same thing with Carol. It's like Carol sent you five thousand dollars for your charity. What else do you want? Five thousand dollars. And, like, didn't she spend, like, $500 on the like, flowers that she brought? I don't think Carol has $5,000 to just be, like, throwing around to charity. I think she made a conscious choice of where she was going to donate her money that year. And she picked your thing that you're branding. So, like, you you can't just accept that? Like, it was just weird to me. What do you think about Be Strong? Um, I think it does great work. Obviously, she's done more than the U.S. government has done for Puerto Rico, and that's great. <laughs> but mm, it's like the it's like in Judaism, it's said that like the highest form of charity is like you don't know who receives it, and you don't tell anybody that you did it. And oh my god, is that because I'm Jewish? I yeah, did not know that. that is a thing. There's like levels of charity. That's the best one. Uh, Bethany knew who received it, told the entire world, branded and it, branded it. Yeah, and that's I keep talking to people. Put like a shrink wrap on a plane. Someone literally <laughs> tweeted me, and they're like, Bethany is changing the world. Like she's taking over the and you don't and you're comparing that to like carol running a marathon and i was like sweetie i i actually am i'm not saying that one is better than the other but i think carol's actually doing this for 
good and also yeah, but, and like listen the net positive is still the net positive but let's right. call it what it is like you did an episode of your television show about it and you named it after yourself so like i have it is never what it been is. more attracted to someone so bethany v carol you are i think that carol is correct but bethany is going about this argument, in my opinion, in a little bit of a better way. How like, so? Because I just find Carol dislikable when she is... Like, of course, the Bethany nitpicking times and who emailed when was wrong, and she was obviously backed in a corner. But I just think Bethany seems ready to just be like, okay, we're not best friends, but we'll be friends, and, like, that'll be that. And I could tell that after that one, that last fight, that, like, meeting, that last one-on-one that they had... Um, she was very clearly like, okay, now we're, we're going to be friends again. Like, we're going to text. We'll see each other. And Carol walked away thinking, like, no, Tinsley's my girl. And, like, I'll see you at events and we won't be mean to each other. And I think that, like, B- Bethany thought she was actually going to get her friend back in the way that, like, right. Jill thought, oh, I'm actually going to be friends with Bethany Because I'm again. ready. So yeah, because I'm ready. So, so we're let's ready. let's play. And, le- like, let's do this again. I'm really sorry. It's so and shitty. it's like Jill did the same thing where she was like, okay, Bethany. And I just think you're on a reality show. you got to just forgive the person and kind of be their friend because that's your job. And, like, that's you're, you're in this together. And who, who else is going to be there for you? And I just I, – I wish Carol could just be like, it's okay. Like, not give her a million chances, not forget that it happened, but I just think, like, why can't Carol just, like, be nice to her at a cocktail function or... Because why does Bethany have to win? Bethany always wins. Bethany has a bajillion dollars. Bethany has someone with a pathological need to be liked, I guess I do give her a little leash with wanting to win or be liked. I give her that leash. I mean, but she always, she just assumes that everyone will always be on her side, which is why she came so hard at Dorinda, I think. She just assumed... If I say this to you, I'm always right, even if I make exactly what I'm saying as a critique to other people, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. It just, it comes on so strong I and guess. so overwhelming. I, it doesn't I've, really make sense. I've always had like a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth over the Carol. I know that, I know for a fact that Carol had a ghostwriter for her book. And the whole fact that she lied about that on camera. Which and, book? The death book? Mm. Which is like on my counter. Or I almost started it. She had like at least a, co- <laughs> and so, so did Car- <laughs> Carol almost read it too. Um, she had a co-writer or something for it. And it's like the fact that Aviv, she made Aviva look so crazy for saying that she worked with a ghost Because she ghost said writer. it's a quote unquote phenomenal insult. Yeah. She, and she and she just kept saying, like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I don't whatever. It's like Erica Jane hired Brian Moylan, brought him on the show, put his name right. on the book. Like, that's amazing. how you do it. And so but I've always was, had a little bit of a before she was on New York. Uh, Jessica Chapman said this, and I will repeat it because it's true. Carol doesn't have the body of someone who writes. Let's be real. She's not sitting around, like, writing all day. Like, what really, like, like I don't think Carol's a writer. I, I think she was a writer. I don't Wait, think she Wait, how do you anymore. know for a fact? So a friend of a friend works at her publisher and said, like, we were at dinner and was like, I was like, oh, my God, the, where Carol published that book. And she was like, yes. And I was like, Did, does Carol, like, write? Did she write that book? And they were like, she wrote a treatment. She had, like, an outline and, like, she worked with someone, but she didn't write the book. I mean, this is all allegedly. I don't want to be sued. But she didn't write that book. Come on. Especially if you're Carol Radswell and, like, they come to you with a book deal and you're like – yeah, I'll, I'll write like my my like Romana Clef about my uh, my like the just death of a famous person or, or right. a famous adjacent person. Like, of course, and you want it to look really good. You're an Upper East Side person. You're rebuilding your life. You've it's been supposed to be amazing. I'm really getting very close to opening it. It got <laughs> it for six dollars on Amazon Prime. It's the best five ninety seven I've ever spent. It's such a good accessory for the home. Honestly. It is a good accessory, right? <laughs> yeah. 
I have a lot of their books, like, uh, in, and I've read a few of them. I read I read Erica Jane's book because I love Brian. Oh, how was it? I need to read it. It was actually really good. And it was pretty vulnerable and revealing. And, like, I talked to him one-on-one, and he was like, we didn't really, like, pull any punches, which is nice. What's happening hear. with Tom? Um, I think that they loved each other very much at one point. This is just me guessing. I, I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they loved each other very much at one point, and they're still good friends. But at a certain <laughs> point, they're not having sex. And I think that's a lot of marriages. But at a certain point, like, how often well, do you think she she's freaking paid, But isn't up on she him? getting paid to fuck him? Y- yeah, Is that sure. terrible? Sure. But, I mean... He probably doesn't even My boyfriend it. pays our rent. Like, we're, what are we doing? Like, here's the thing. I think she probably had a really good friendship with him. And she seems to, when you read in the book, genuinely admire him in a, way, a, a bunch of ways you can't just... Well, I watch Aaron Brockovich. I, I admire him. Yeah. She seems to be like, I love his advice on things. I love hearing his take. I love when I go to him. I, like, he, cle- he cuts through the bullshit. And, like, he gave me clarity about who I am. And all of that's great. But do you think she's fucking him regularly? Like, that's not... He doesn't... Th- there's no sexuality between the two of them. I just don't feel it the way that I know that Kyle and Mauricio are having sex oh my God, every in day. Oh, my God. second with Mauricio. Like, he is taking her single. and ravishing her. And they love each other. I know. And I even get that vibe look, from Dorit and PK identical. that they have, like, a sexuality between them. Yes, would I fuck do. him? No, but she clearly loves it. Guys, I almost would. It's been a hot second. Really? I don't know why. There's something about his grimy grifter. I definitely would have hooked up with Bobby Zarin just because he was such a nice person. <laughs> The thing with Bobby Darren is like... Empathy gets, gets, gets me really... And then he's like, I have a surprise for you. Look, it's this crazy car that you've been asking me for. Look and at this And it's filled watch. with a diamond ring. And now we're going to go on vacation <laughs> with know? the car. The car's got its own plane. In what are you pee-pee. doing? I love your friends. How's our kid? Like, in her <gasps> PP, In her private plane. Beautiful. It's a lot. I would have I had a forever love with Bobby Aaron. Rest in peace. Bobby was able to be friends with Bethany and still support everything his wife said and did. Like, that is a man. That is a sympathetic, empathetic, wonderful guy who shows up. And that is very attractive to me. PK, I'm not seeing it for PK. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Bobby saying to Jill, I can't fix this for you. Oh, my God. And then they're, like, eating that pizza in that pizza place. And yeah. he's, like, trying to, like, oh, my God, I miss him so much. Like, I haven't met him before. And now my chances are limited. They're, they're pretty slim. They're slim. <laughs> I just, there will never be a man in this world like Bobby Zarin. No. Oh like, we God. should all yearn for a man in our, I was even looking, like, Jill's been posting photos of her, like, nephew or someone who's single, and I was even considering getting in touch, like, just because <laughs> even though he's from, like, the wrong side of the family, oh, wait, he might be a Zarin, maybe I should. Hmm. Guys, I'm getting married to a Zarin. By the way, my studio for my show, fucking side note, is right next door to Zarin Fabrics, which <gasps> I took as the biggest, like, good sign. Every time I go there, I'm I'm like, thanks, Jill. <laughs> Are you going to buy a Zarin rug? She's selling them. They're uh, on sale. They're like 75% oh my God. off. What? I'm going yeah, they're a couple well, hundred dollars. Yes, then, yeah, then yes, then yes, I am. My first question for her the next time she's on Andy's Girls is, can I please have a rug? Yeah, please. Like, can I, I, would I please? Lo- I w- and I also, yes, I want a rug. I also just want to do like one dinner with her. Just like one, one-on-one, Great. maybe with a couple other people. Drink just, some Diet Coke. I'm not even going to ask her any questions. I just want to watch her order, 100%. see how she talks to waitstaff. With Allie. Oh, Allie. Allie. And they're in Greece right now, like, or they were. She's now in London. No, guys, I'm not a, obsessed. She was um, kicking with her honorary daughter, Lindsay Lohan, as oh Lindsay opens God. her new club in Greece. I, I That Dina Lohan never found her way on Real Housewives is really good for the, that whole Lohan family because it would have been a disaster. And it's also but good for the franchise. It, I was going to say, but it's, it's also a bullet dodged for us because nobody 100%. needs nobody needs that much crazy injected it into It would there. be a lot. It would be like Ashley if Ashley had superpowers. <laughs> 
right? Yes, 100%. Okay, um, a couple more questions about New York because you're staying mm-hmm. here forever and you're moving mm-hmm. in. Ramona, do you think she broke girl code by, it's a two-parter, by taking that photo and posting it to Insta and also by texting Tom? I think the posting to Insta is more forgivable because I genuinely think Ramona was like, have a, a couple glasses of wine in she's about to go to bed and she's like there's a nice photo i'm gonna get a thousand likes boop or like oh this is a nice photo i'm gonna get a thousand likes however <laughs> <laughs> however she would say it and she would posted it and then after the fact she immediately knew she was wrong but didn't want to admit it until it was so clear that she was wrong that she just ate that shit really performatively i don't think that that's that bad the going trying to go to tom's party going to drinks with him I mean, are you friends with her or not? Like this whole Ramona's whole like ask for permit, ask for forgiveness instead right. of permission works until you've repeated the mistake a thousand times and then you're asking like you're not even asking for forgiveness. You're just shamelessly doing what you want to do. That shit to me is I mean, of the things we've seen on the show, the really like backstabby stuff was like Tom with Luann. That was some dark like, Luann, I, I think, maybe didn't go into this marriage with her eyes open, but, like, nobody deserves that that quickly. It was quick. It was a fast process. And, like, all of that happened on camera. And she clearly was trying to signal to Bethany and was like, tell me this off camera. Do not tell me this on camera. And Bethany did it anyway, which is a commitment to stardom. I have to <laughs> applaud. <laughs> it was about Tom. It, it was, was about, about Tom. Tom. It was about Tom and it was about pasta. Um, Mm. But I just think like that stuff, like I would never, I would never, if if a friend's ex, even if I had known them as mutuals, texted me and he had done that stuff, I would at least let them know. Even if I texted back, I'd be like, hey, just, you know, like Tom texted me. It was a little out of the blue. I didn't want to be rude to him. Do you mind? She just fully was like, I'm really happy you're out of rehab. (laughs) Like also the fact that she couldn't get in that was to me the that best was part really... it was like not even the desperate nature of like reaching out to him because you want to go to this party that's not being filmed this well is, this that's is why, why I left she New York. couldn't get in if he had if she had cameras with her he would have let her in really i really think so. he loved being on that show they all the men on new york love it mario. jason hoppy loved having his own series mario loved looking like a, like a silver fox playing tennis or whatever the fuck he got up to <laughs> Like, everyone, I think only person who seemed ambivalent or, like, fine with it was Bob. Bobby was like, eh, it's fine, whatever. I don't know that the Count loved it so much. Well, yeah, the Count. But he wasn't there enough anyway. No, he, he was off there. stripping an a African princess. Yeah, himself, whatever. But she he wasn't, was like, really there. royalty, which <laughs> was, like, Lou's He was, like, one of the uh, Atlanta African princes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of big African royalty make their way into Bravo. Oh my god, I'm so into it. But yeah, I think a lot of them really enjoy. Like Harry Dubin, obviously loves that he's like he's like I'm the Mister Big of this show. Why is he not. still being discussed? Why? What is with him? Also. What about him makes women just fall into his arms? It makes me very scared it's about being weird. single right now and living on the Upper East Side. Not that I'm like a woman of um, the crazy wealth that like Ramona and all of these other bitches have, which is real. Like yeah. it's legit. But like, is this what's ahead of me in like <laughs> five to seven years? It's very bloated. It's very like there's a lot of khaki suits. It's heavy. And I don't mean weight. It just feels. It's a lot. It feels uncomfortable. Yeah. My no, I mean, uncomfortable. and he just like they like, love appearing on camera, which is just to me like John Medesian seems to really savor his appearances on the show. And yes. like that is a war- I do think that they're probably better together than like any of Dorinda's former relationships. But I just think like that is a warning sign. Anyone who loves being on camera, like for just no matter what happens, like I have, obviously am a performer. I love being seen and doing my work. But if I knew that I was going to look like a crazy person and like 
I would never. I would never agree to be on one of these shows, you know? That lingerie party where he's like, hey, you know my friend who founded Skinny Cow? You stole his idea. And he came, that was like 30 seconds. Well, when Bethany was like, you're a little lit up right now, I was like, we all know he's a little lit up with. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's so old school. I just love that all of the It's very 80s. It's It's very 80s energy. But John Medesian is very 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Madam, uh, what is it? Paulette. Paulette. Which I might actually have to go to, unfortunately, because I need to get a dress dry clean that's vintage. Listen, it's the place to go. I know. It's where Princess died. When was it? After she died? No, no, no. It was like some of her dresses or something got clean there. I don't yeah. remember if it was they, like they when do they do the Met Gala, like Beyonce does Madame Paulette. Right. Like. He's serious. I don't know how. I feel like, was it a family <laughs> business and it just got passed down? Like, I don't it doesn't know. make any sense. He might have jumped on OxyClean real early and just gotten a great <laughs> reputation. <laughs> oh my God, I'm done. Okay, wait. I need to get your thoughts. Is there anything that we need to discuss related to New York? Do we need to talk about Ramona's childhood? She talks about it enough. No, um, I think no. we're good. No, I think Ramona uses that childhood more than like I use homosexuality as an excuse <laughs> for behavior. I really think like she's got that in her deck. It's like, it's like I haven't, pull, I haven't said this recently, so poop, 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 uh, my childhood. How's oh that? Oh my God, you're totally right. <laughs> um, Potomac. Potomac. There's so much. Karen, Karen is giving me every, Karen's charity event with checks made available to her LLC so that she could get the full deduction. Listen, I didn't make a 501c3 no... or whatever for our thing, but I just make everyone t- write the check directly to the charity. Like, so I don't... that they can get. And then she bullied yeah. people. Like when fucking Monique was, that was like, so that doesn't weird. make any sense. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Well, her move, check. her signature move is if she doesn't like what you're saying. Security, <laughs> security, oh, security, could you remove this person? Because they're saying something to a camera. Like, It was so good. In the confessional, the producer was like, how much did it make? And she's like, I'm not telling you and I never will. Ha ha ha. I was concerned, mm-hmm. shocked, bewildered, but also entranced it was like an episode of claws i've never seen money laundering <laughs> at that level on television like 100 like, it pays shameless. for the, the food and those p- poor people from the alzheimer's association i'm not going to make a joke about the fact that they probably won't remember it because i'm a good person <laughs> but like but the it joke's was, there <laughs> it's there it's just karen is so good Giselle. That press conference, I mean, Karen gives oh it. I really, when Karen first came on, I said, maybe she's like a Vicky, where she's obviously delusional and a mess, but she's got the money to back it up. Maybe, right. maybe. And halfway through the first season, I was like, okay, so she doesn't have the money, but like maybe she needs somebody. And says, I don't know. I don't know these women. By season two, I was like, oh, she's Sonia Morgan. Okay. She's 100% <laughs> Sonia Morgan, but I don't think she ever had that Morgan crest. And I don't think she's ever had fun. Sonia Morgan's never not having a good time. Right. No, she doesn't know what fun is. She's too busy, like, crying over being married to the Black Bill Gates. (laughs) Who's, like... Who clearly hates her. Hates her. I think they hate each other. Ashley, who's, like, the probably the most successful for Potomac as far as, like, a housewife who's, like, willing to literally sacrifice everything, including her mother and her marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm full... She should stay on The only things she won't give up... The only things she won't give up are, um, like, Fabletics and Corona (laughs) Lights in the morning. Like, she loves, like, a slice of lime and a beer bottle. She loves to carry that around. Like, they'll all be having mimosas. She's got that beer bottle. I'm like, who told you this was a fun affectation? Someone in college? Oh, my God. I'm so into it. The teaser for her talking about the... Black Bill Gates's old dick, and also them living Ray's in old musty oh my god, and then the fact they that live they in live the in an apartment. I was like, holy shit! Like I just like the teasers. Ashley will say it. 
Ashley will say it, and I think it actually happened. Like, I genuinely do not think that Ashley is pulling stuff out of thin air. It's all truth, but it's all stuff. Like, I don't think Giselle would go anywhere near that. Like, even no. with, like, them bringing Sherman's ex-wife on camera to Giselle will say, like, oh, Karen calls me at 3 a.m. when she's drunk. That's not that big of a tea. It seems like she's, like, the word on the street, but she's not really saying anything. Right, she's not Ashley's saying anything. like, here's where you live. Here's the address. I have the rental agreement. I have the she's emails. She's like Megan King screenshot. Edmonds. She 100% Teen is detective the... Megan King Edmonds. Oh, my God. Ryan Houlihan, we're holding hands now. She is the <laughs> Megan King Edmonds of Potomac, and that's why I think I love her. What would you say to someone? We're going to talk about Potomac on the Andy's Girls After Show on TV Party. What would you say to someone as a sales pitch for why a Real Housewife fan should watch Potomac? Because a lot of people don't, but they should. Here's the two things I would say. One is um, these women are all individually damaged, but not completely broken, which is what you want to see. You want to see real people who, like, even Monique or Candace, they're, like, undeveloped oh. in certain ways. Monique is used to making her husband look good, and now she's so desperate to, like, look to be seen and to be heard. And he obviously doesn't want that to happen. Like he's, it's gotta be about him. It's all gotta come back to his fame and like what his career. And she's trying desperately to get away from that. And she's like drinking as an escape, but that doesn't make her weak. It doesn't make her stupid. Like she's going through it. And that's fascinating. Candace is someone who like has been babied and pampered her entire life, has no ability to function outside of like the list of things she wants. And like that her parents pay for, or that like this new guy's going to pay for. And like, each of them, in their own way, even like Sharice, they're all like really damaged and going through something hard individually, but they also can have fun and laugh. Like the wonderful thing about Atlanta is that like all those women can laugh with each other no matter right. what. Even Dallas is a, a used, the first season of Dallas had that energy of like, the first season of Dallas was shaky, but that they could all like laugh at the end of the day. This is a vibe where like all these women like New York are really friends. I think most of them really know each other or spend time together for the most part. And I do think that they... Um, that they're, there's nobody there that they're really picking on. A tough thing with a Housewives franchise is when they're all shitting on one person right. who really has problems. 100%. It, you can't watch that. And when nobody has any problems, there was one season of New York where it was like Heather Thompson, um, Kristen, like all of them are really cool. I don't dislike them, but nobody was really going through anything that horrible. Aviva right. was like faking traumatic stuff from her childhood. Was that, that Toaster she... Oven season? With yeah. Sonia? Okay. Sexy Jay? Yeah, with her Sexy Jay. But I love I love Potomac because the dynamics are there. These women aren't overtrained for TV. They're very fresh. And none of them have had the level of success. Um, like, I guess it's every hue is starting to take off as a makeup line. But none of them have had such success that they are no longer good on television. Which right. is like a Bethany problem. A huge Beverly Hills' main problem is that all of those women don't want this show to ruin their husband or their own enterprises 100%. like lisa renna can't be dislikable because then harry's unhirable and kyle can't mess up the real estate business because it's because the agency is like everything it's everything it's literally and like, so what is lisa successful. gonna screw up vanderpump rules by looking bad as her housewife 100%. so she's not gonna do that so like the only person doing anything is dorit you know so uh, and now dorit has tough. fucking bikini yeah, avenue or whatever, whatever it is beverly beach yeah the worst name for anything and I've it was so heard. good the first name was good it, it was, was like really good. never noia or novi nova it wasn't that good because we can't remember right, 100%. <laughs> but it's better than like tj max beverly which is beach. her new name it's, it's so it bad. sounds like um when that when the low hands did that self tanner that low hand self tanner that was called like low tan or something and it was like guys guys just give it two more weeks come up with a different name <laughs> just give it two 
<laughs> give it a day. Yeah. Literally just but give it a day. But you know what happened with that was that she doesn't own this line. She didn't totally design it. She came in, had like a co-produced deal with a line that, a line that was already doing. and they so were like, like license or whatever, Yeah, right? and they were like, as long as it ties into the house size brand and you talk about it, like we'll give you a cut. She said, great. That's why they were all kind of laughing at her when she was like, I've worked day and night on this. And you could see them in the background like, who are you again? <laughs> and they said it needs... Beverly Hills in the title and the compromise is probably right. like Beverly Beach so it's identifiable Which is so bad so bad it's like simply the worst so bad and you could see she was like I actually really like the name and Erica was like you do <laughs> <laughs> but that show's tough to watch because they all have these it's, it's the, the show isn't the main thing for them Potomac like this is the biggest thing in their life and it's re- like the stuff with Robin and her husband that shit is real like they have like shit going on so like I would say watch it if you loved Real Housewives of New York season Season three or like Beverly Hills season two like that's what it's giving me and I would say like it's worth your time more than Beverly Hills currently is until they clean house on that show I can't recommend anyone go watch it like the last season of Beverly Hills is the lost season of Beverly Hills unreal it's so bad but Ryan Hulian, you are so good this oh, is like, can you come back you like dream. every single day like I just want to this was You've taught me so much, and I feel like at a certain point, like, I almost get a little hardened because it's, like, I just – Real Housewives is such a big, like, thing in my life, and it's just to learn new things about some of these episodes that I've seen so many times that I've talked about so much. It's refreshing. It's, like, religious people that, like, read the Bible, and they, like, get a new phrase or whatever. Yeah, like, a new perspective. You just brought so much to, like, the I'm like psalm. The, I'm like the, the, the uh, t- skinny girl tequila. That's a metaphor. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. 100%. 100%. Well, this, here's what I'll say about, tell me everything. about reality TV and housewives. It's, like, when Trump got elected, worst thing that ever happened to me. Like, changed my life. The I've, Every day is a nightmare. But the one little thing was that I was finally fucking right to all the people that were, like, reality tv is so ridiculous and blah 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 i'm like it is powerful it has a power people not only does it portray like a truth what it is what isn't true about it people believe a hundred percent they thought that trump was a successful businessman who was a nice guy because they put him on a set and gave him lines and people believe that so when stuff with reality tv it's like there, this is the only place where women over a certain age are sexual, are uh, uh, business women, are in charge with the, like it passes the Bechtel test hours a week, yes. every week on network television that millions of people watch. And if you don't think that changes women's perspective or like people's perspective on women or women's perspective on themselves, like Sex in the City changed the world, it changed a whole city, it changed the way that people date. Real Housewives is changing the way that. Uh, and, and half of the population looks at the future of their lives and like the way that they have discussions and fights and stuff like that. And if it's for the better, if it's for the worse, it's fucking powerful. And like the, the fact that there is so little consideration for it as like something to be taken seriously, I, that blows my mind. And I'm like, fine, then I'll be the one to do it. Like if no one else is going to take this, it's the most underserved fandom or like topic in the world. So if my live shows are the, what fills that then like great people should be talking about it every single second of the day yeah it's so important and also look at the power i mean bethany has a hundred million dollar company to show because she because was because of that because she ordered a cocktail There's, on reality not, tv it's not a, an accident that nbc put priv together and is using it on every single show oh my god they, i hate priv by the way i've NBC never used it, it but for some reason i just dislike it i don't know what it is but when they're because like it's shameless know. because it's, it's so shameless. bad and here's the thing and it also i don't think it goes to support a specific woman or an independent skinny girl was just bethany doing whatever this is like very craven and fake and but at least nbc is saying like there's a huge 
buying power audience right. potential here. So like shows like this, I think this is awesome. Like I've listened to your show a bunch of times because it's like you want to hear people discuss something that it should be being discussed. Like it changed the course of American history, reality TV. So like let's fucking talk about it. Also, it's just important. Yeah. I honestly think it's like, also fascinating and fun. <laughs> it is really fascinating, yeah. but it also is something like I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. Like talking about Real Housewives, like I have gotten into huge brawls on Andy's Girls about like <laughs> it's mostly about Bethany, but about a lot of. But it's not at the end of the day going to hurt anyone. If anything, it helps people because it gives you perspective on what you're seeing. You're digesting what you're seeing, not just like ingesting it like you are taking the time to be like this was problematic or the way that these people fight isn't right or like she was right or she was wrong and like there's telling stories and analyzing them this is a new way to do it but like it is super helpful i think honestly i've learned so much from like watching i think these women interact about my own behavior and stuff like the stuff i don't like about myself oh my god i've really fascinating so this is great oh my god and guys we're gonna continue the conversation on the andy's girls after show so go to tv party download it in your app store and do whatever technological things you need to do it's free blah 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 so you're gonna go to it and then you're gonna go to original series and then you're gonna click on andy's girls after show and then you're gonna see a cute little cartoon of me and holding a martini that i wish i could drink and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about potomac and some other stuff and i'm so excited ryan hula Tell everybody your social media handles. Follow me at Ryan Houlihan on Twitter or Instagram. I tweet about Bravo constantly. If I'm not tweeting about politics, crying, I'm tweeting about Bravo laughing. So please come follow me and you'll get alerted to my show when it starts on the 5th. And when is your next live show? Um, We can't announce that yet, but (gasps) I can say that it will be New York. We will be doing this boat trip. And we also have an Atlanta reunion coming up. We're going to do an all-black cast for an Atlanta reunion. And we are going to do Vanderpump Rules. So stay tuned for those Wait, wait. Is the Atlanta reunion going to be when um, Kenya is assaulted by Portia? Uh, Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a two-part. We think this is tentatively the plan. Don't quote me. We're going to do two-part. We're going to do the Kenya and Portia fight. And then we're going to do the Phaedra uh, being accused of fake roofing or whatever, like that Part whole four mess of the Atlanta reunion with Portia and Candy. Uh, that was the greatest television ever. Obviously, we'll go to the donations. Will go to help women who actually have been sexually assaulted, um, uh, and we'll raise money for those causes. But I do think it's a topic worth discussing, and um, I want to do it with an all black cast and really like. Um, do it justice. Yeah, don't, do the issue don't justice. Don't do blackface like Luann. Oh, God. It's not, oh, God. It's not Although I will look. be playing Andy. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, born, I was ro- role I was born to play. Okay, Ryan Houlihan, that reminds me. On the after show, we need to talk about Atlanta because there are rumors about casting. Kenya might be fired. Phaedra might be coming back. Join us there. Oh, my God. You guys, die for you. Um, Tweet me at Sarah Galley. I have four followers. Now everything's public, and I hate all of you for um, sending me <laughs> Just kidding. I love it. So get in touch. Let me know. I've gotten people, like, DMing me secretly. Secrets and tea and gossip and screenshots, and I love it. So um, follow me on Twitter at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley, and um, I'll kiki with you guys next week. Die for you. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Bye.